Hallelujah. We're just going to enter into a time of worship now. If you guys could stand on your feet and get alone with Jesus. Join me as I, I open with a word of prayer. Father, we love you. We thank you, God, for what you're going to do. We thank you for what you've already done in our lives, oh God. And we are open to whatever you have for us tonight, Father. We invite you, Holy Ghost, to have your way. We invite you to disturb our lives, to interrupt everything that's going on, God, and change it, Jesus. We love you, Father, and we ask you that your name would be glorified tonight, God, that you would be pleased with the worship that you hear. Would you touch every heart tonight, Jesus? Hallelujah. Come on, just right now in the attitude of prayer. Would you just prepare your heart and mind just to worship God? I know that sometimes when we come into a church, there's so many things in our mind. But right now, try to clear your mind from everything that you may have to do when you leave this place. Maybe some of the things that you're wrestling with with family. I want you right now, just an attitude of prayer. Sometimes it, clo it helps to close your eyes, to focus better, not to look around. And we come here to serve God. We come here to sing songs to Jesus, to remind ourselves that he's God. And like a good father... He watches over us. He cares for us. We sing it out to you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, God. We sing songs to you, Lord. We sing songs to you. We soar the Lord. We soar the Lord. Behind, no one else will do. I 
tell the Lord you'll follow him no matter what, no matter what happens in your life, that you're going to follow Jesus Christ in the good days and in the bad days. You see, it's not about just God blessing you and you having good days. It's about you following God through the thick and thin because he saved you, because he's endured a cross. See, before you even go through these hard times, he's already died on the cross and he's already made a way available to us right now. So this is why we sing songs. We sing it out to you, Lord. Oh, I will follow, I will follow you. According to your own words, we you tell them that you'll follow them. Come on. So I will follow you, Lord. So I will follow you. Oh, yeah. Who's who you are? You are the source of life. And I can't be left, no Behind, no one else will do I will take Come on, tell them to that, cause I need Cause I need you, Jesus To come to my rescue where else can I go? There's no other name by which I am saved. You capture, you capture me with grace. Cause I need you, Jesus. Come to my rescue. I'll follow you. I will follow you. Come through the thick and thin, God. I will follow. I will follow you. I will follow you. Come tell him. I will follow you. I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. Well, I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow. 
Yes, I will follow you. Yes, I will follow you. I will follow you. Oh, yes, yes. I follow you, Lord. I'll follow you. In the ups and downs, I will follow you. Oh, through it all, I will follow you, Lord. Though my family leaves me, though my friends leave me, I will follow you. Oh, though I may lose it all, oh, I will follow you. Oh, I will follow you, yeah. I will follow, I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. This world has nothing for me. I will follow you. I will follow you, Lord. I will follow you, oh Jesus. Come, welcome to Encounter Night. It's a place where we get to pray before the Lord. Just as you are, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be anything or anyone that you're not. Just right now, in the attitude of prayer, with your eyes closed in this place, would you just talk to the Lord right now? This is what this is about right now. It's not about us singing songs. It's about you crying out and you making opportunity as a body, as a church coming together and saying, man, I want to pray for some things. And right now is the opportunity for you to just come before the Lord. Just you and God, whatever you want to tell the Lord, just right now. Would you just go ahead and do that? Would you open up your mouth? Would you speak it out? An encouragement with all the brothers and believers in this place. Come on. There's no shame in you in praying to God. Come on. Shout to you, Lord. Oh, God, I cry out right now for this generation, God, that you would put a fire. You put a fire in your bones, oh. Lord, I lift up my family, Lord. I lift them up before you, God. Come forward to save me, Lord. Oh. Yes, I love and I love. I love your presence. And I love and I love. I love your presence. See, I love. 
And I love, and I love. Yes, I love you, Jesus. I love, I love. I love your presence. Sing I love and I love I love I love your presence come sing and I love I love I love your presence come sing I love you Jesus And I love, and I love, and I love you, Jesus. I love, I love, I love your presence. I'm singing if you want it. And if you want it. We'll come and get it. We're crying out loud because it's love. Because it's love, He's giving you us. It was never in doubt. We'll sing it. We'll lift you on it. We'll lift you on it. We'll come and get it. We're crying out loud because it's love. Because it's love, He's giving you what it was never in doubt. Let go of your heart. Let go of your head. I'm letting go, and I'm letting go of my heart. 
turn to increase it's my time to invade this this now this it's all about me he says this is about me it's not about you oh god i te god teach me to surrender come on say lord teach me to surrender teach me to let go of my head let him go of my heart god teach me surrender come on just talk to him for like a few more seconds before we get to the word a few more seconds Make it personal now. Hallelujah. Father, we give you glory and honor and praise tonight, God. We ask that you have your way. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy. And your grace, God, that abounds today. We bless you in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Greet your neighbor. Give each other a high five. Loosen up a little bit. Welcome to Encounter Night. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. All right. The tension should have been gone during worship. <laughs> a little more loosen up as you greet one another all right as you greet each other I'm, let me announce that uh we're meeting here every wednesdays at 7 30 we want to encounter the lord jesus christ uh at the same time we have royal rangers in impact at the same time ministry for children okay uh sundays are our main service at 10 a.m we have 
Elevate Youth Group every Friday at 7.30. Amen. Our vision here is to love God, love people, strategies to connect, mentor, and send. Okay? We want to have 100,000 souls here in Chicago because God wants it. 50 churches here, 500 worldwide. If you believe that, say, I believe. All right, so just a shout out, guys. Let's pay attention to this slide real quick. We're having the best time ever by the end of this month. Okay, so family fun night, Wednesday the 29th at 7 p.m. We meet here. Okay, you guys are going to spend money on your school supplies. We're going to be giving out for free. Amen. Say hallelujah if you think we're if you're thankful, I say thank you. <laughs> Adam, thank you so much for um, just blessing us, brother. Your soul. Just, man, I'm in love with you. Agape love, uh, brotherly love. <laughs> just don't take that in the wrong way, guys. Amen. All right. So uh, we believe here in tithes and offering. 10% of your total income belongs to God. Okay? So that means if you get paid $100, you give God $10 to support the ministry of Jesus. Okay? You guys support what we do here. We give... Uh, you know, free school supplies, look at that. And so many more, all this stuff. Amen. So, and offerings, whatever you give after your tithes, okay, that's, you could go to the mission field, you could go to the building fund, um, whatever you feel in your heart to give to the Lord. Amen. So, let's just uh, pray for those that are giving, and then we're going to get to the word. Who's excited for the word tonight? Amen. Who's hungry for the word? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Let's pray for those that are going to give. By the way, you can live, you can drop, um, your tithes are offering a drop box back here in the, in the uh, sanctuary. We have another one, the student center, and also we have uh, an online giving. You can go online, just give there as well. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we just lift up the people that are giving to you um, this evening, Lord God. Father, as they give, Father, I pray that you bless them. Oh, Lord, we thank you that, God, you're, you're, you're using people, Lord, just normal people like us, Lord God. Support your kingdom to advance the ministry of Jesus Christ, Lord God, where people get saved, where people get delivered, where people, Lord, get to know you, Jesus Christ. And God, we just ask that you bless them, Lord, favor them with jobs, favor them, Lord God, with uh, a people, Lord God, that might connect them to God to, to, uh, to receive blessings, Lord God. So I just pray for your blessings upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. All right, so the title of tonight's message is, What Do You Live For? There he goes. Everybody says, what do you live for? And kind of just analyze yourself for a moment. Take like a few more seconds. Just take a few seconds. What do you live for? A good way to know what do you live for is just examine your last week, examine your last month, or even your whole past year, and think about what have you been doing? What kind of things have you been investing um, your life in? Okay. You know, there was a question asked, like, oh, what is, what is the, you know, a time killer for you? Facebook. People were answering Facebook, Facebook. I think we should get it. We should come up with a Facebook diploma because, <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's just, I'm like, some people, sometimes some people live for Facebook. I'm just kidding. But anyways, ask yourself that question. What are you living for? You know what I'm saying? What, I, what am I living for? What is Berto living for? I know that I live for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, some people, I, I mean, myself as a pastor, that I know that I must live for the people, and I'm also always come here and bring a word ready for for the body of Christ, and, and I live for discipleship, I live for evangelism, I live to see the Lord glorified through my life. Amen. I live for His glory. 
okay? I might be going a little too fast right now, but it's okay because some people might be living to just be great teachers at their schools and you name it. They want to be recognized, and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people live, live up to being a great manager and run a business a good way, amen? Right, and there's nothing wrong with that neither, okay? So some people live for certain things that uh, there is no sin to, but Jesus said, the, I, I will say the ultimate answer to what do, do we live for and what we must live for is to know Jesus Christ. Amen. But sometimes, sometimes, you know, when we're investing our time, whether you work 40 hours a week and, and you have a career job and, and uh, you know, and you're, things are going well, sometimes it can consume a person and the next thing you know is that their interest is no longer in the Lord Jesus Christ, but they're just going by the motions and making church a religious thing. You know, Jesus says in John 17, verse 3, he says, Now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. To say my ultimate answer to what I live for in life is to know Jesus Christ. Say, that's what I live for. Come on, declare it this evening. Says, that's what I live for. You must live to know Jesus Christ. Jesus is telling us out here that eternal life is that we may know him, the true God in Jesus Christ. Jesus says in John 14, verse 6, Jesus answers, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, I start out this message by this title, what, am I, what do we live for? What am I living for? To get to the passage in Mark chapter 10, if we can turn there, please, verse 17 to 27. This is a passage of the rich man, okay? Jesus here is passing through the town. And when you get there, say amen so I can start reading. Amen. So we're there. The rich young man. Good. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Good, Jesus answered. No one is, is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not give false testimony. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked, uh, looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come, follow me. Then this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard is it to enter the kingdom of God? It is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, 
but not with God. All things are possible with God. Amen? We see here in the beginning of this passage, the man comes to Jesus, the young man, rich, filthy, wealthy, and he's coming to him and like begging him, hey, what must I do to inherit the eternal life? And we learn in John 17, Jesus says, eternal life is when you get, begin to know the Father and Jesus Christ. And that starts with you being on his word. Amen? When you continue to come to the church. See, that's what you must live for. And then Jesus asks him here, what, why do you call me good? And the word good in Greek stands for agathos. And that's Definition is excellent and distinguished of good nature. And I, as you read this passage, you're probably thinking, well, why would Jesus even question his own identity? He says, what do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. It kind of seems like he's kind of questioning his identity because we know that Jesus is God, right? Amen. But here, what Jesus is saying, what do you call me good? He says, what do you call me excellent? What do you call me of good nature? Why do you call me distinguished? No one is good except God alone. He's saying no one is excellent in good nature except me, God. So he's telling them, he's proclaiming to him and, and claiming that, yes, you're saying that I am good. That's me, God. Does that make better sense? Because when I first read this, I was like, whoa, you know what? Jesus is saying that no one is good except God. Well, isn't Jesus God? And I began to study this, and then I looked through the through, – through, um, some research, and Jesus was, Jesus here is saying, hey, I am God. That's what he's saying pretty much. Clearly, I am God. Okay, so we go on and saying, Jesus tells him, okay, wait, have you, you know, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not give false testimony, don't lie, honor your father, your mother. These things are important, okay, to us tonight, that we must obey God's commandments. Amen. Jesus says, hey. If you love me, you will obey my commands. We can say, I acknowledge Jesus Christ. I believe in him. He died on a cross for my sins. Yes. But if you're not obeying his commands, there's no way that you're loving him. He already loved us enough to die on a cross and shed his blood and give his life for our sins. But now how are we showing back Jesus Christ, our love for him? It's simply by obeying his commands. And again, what are you living for? Think about this. Am I living for to get to know Jesus Christ? And God the Father through the word, because that's what you must be doing. Let's continue with the passage here. Verse 21, Jesus looked at him and looked, and um, he said, you lack one thing. Go sell everything. Get rid of your life. Sell everything, because he's, he's, this guy has a lot of wealth. He's rich. He's, you know, who, who, people that have a lot of money and their wealth, they think they have nothing missing. They think life is complete for those that are wealthy and have all the money. I'm like, imagine if you had all the money, you're wealthy and rich. You probably feel like, I'm on top of the world. I can do whatever I want. Is that right? Yeah. Now, if you had all this money, and now Jesus, is, it tells him, hey, listen, you have all this money. What you have to do now, okay, is get rid of your money. Give it all away. Sell everything you have. And he tells him this, come, follow me. Again, Jesus is making it about getting to know him he's not saying well you know what yes just obey the commandments because jesus told him when he asked him how can i inherit the kingdom of god how can i enter to eternal life and, and jesus says 
well, you, you know all these commandments. And the guy says, hey, I obey these commands my whole life as a child. But you got to get rid of what you have. Sometimes we're holding on to things like this young rich man was, is holding on to the wealth. Now, I don't know if he probably went on and got rid of everything he had. It doesn't say in the passage. I hope that he did. And some of us here are holding on to some things that are going to keep us from getting to know Jesus Christ. And some of us are holding on to something that, that, that we are saying, I'm living for this. I'm living for my relationship with my girlfriend. I'm living for my relationship with my boyfriend. I'm living for this. Just now analyze yourself. The whole point of this message so you can know that you must be living for Christ Jesus alone. You have to be living for him alone. That is where eternal life begins. That is where eternal life is at. Jesus tells him, sell all you have. Get rid of your girlfriend. Get rid of your boyfriend. Get rid of, of your job. Get rid of your position, of your entitlement, of your ego. Get rid of, get rid of so forth. Okay? Get rid of your pity party. Get rid of all these things. Come and follow me, he says. I want you to make life. I want you to make life and say, I, I, I live for this. I live to follow Jesus. And to whatever he's telling me to give away, I'm going to give away. Amen? Now, as we read verse 22, and this the man's fail, face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Now, right now, you're probably, God might be speaking to you in your heart. There's something that you have to give to him. There's something that you've been living for, that you have made life all about. I'm like, it could be a great job, a great career. I'm like, don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with that. But Jesus sometimes, Jesus is, is might be saying, you know what, man, you haven't spent no time with me. Your, your, your heart is shifting. Your interest, your desires is shifting a little bit. You want to make it to Hollywood. You want to make it to be an artist. You want, but these things are, the Bible says, are temporal. Temporal things will vanish. Temporal things will be destroyed. Jesus says that they will turn into must and dust. They will be destroyed. Even gold and money, homes and vehicles and you name it. But he says what is eternal does not destroy itself. What is eternal it's, it's forever. And what is eternal? Jesus Christ. The word. Him. A relationship with God the Father through Jesus. He said it in John 17, 3. Eternal life. Can you put that up, by the way, real quick? John 17, verse 3. Now this eternal life that they may know you. The only true God in Jesus Christ. Eternal life is not just coming to church. Eternal life is not just saying, well, you know, I do go to church on weekends and I'm a good person. I've been obeying God's commands. I have not committed adultery. I have not stolen. I have not, I've been obeying all these commandments that Jesus says in his word. But you know what? You can be a good person and still be short of eternal life. You can do all the right things, but if you don't have that relationship with the Lord Jesus, you will fall short of eternity. Verse 3, now this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Those are the words of Jesus Christ. Eter 
Eternal life is not saying I, I, I did the sinner's prayer. And I repented of my sins and I'm being a good person. No, no. I, are you? What are you living for, though? You did that, but how is your the pattern of your life like? Think about that. What are the things that you're investing yourself in? What is coming out of your mouth? What is coming? What is the plans that you that they first come to, to, to mind for you to do? Think about that. Let's go down to uh, verse 22. Like, uh, that's where I left off. This, this guy was so wealthy, okay? His face fell. He was sad. Now, who knows that money? People say, well, money is everything. If I had all the money, I'll be happy. You know? Rich people say they have all the money, and that's all they need, right? It gives you happiness and joy and everything. This guy was wealthy. Right? As soon as Jesus told him, get rid of your wealth, sad. Sad, down, downcast. It, not uh, good wealth is not going to get you to eternal, to eternity. Verse twenty-four. They asked Jesus, "Man, how hard is to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Just think about a needle, the eye of it. <laughs> a camel to enter through it, than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God." So if your heart is in money and wanting to just pursue your career, pursue riches and become a billionaire and come out on a VH, a VH1 and, you know, say my fabulous life, you know, I want to be that person there. Man, let me tell you tonight, you got to shift that. You got to tell, you know what? You got to say, well, I got to let go of it. You need to let go of some things tonight. Amen. Just say that. Just know that God said that. And if you're ready for it. Praise the Lord. And if you're making excuses, have mercy. Amen. Here we go. Verse 27. Jesus looked at them and said, I'm sorry, verse 24. I'm sorry, 27. I was right. <laughs> Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. Now, I looked this up in Greek. And the Greek word impossible is adenotas, which just means Without strength, without power, weak. That's what impossible stands for. With man, this is impossible. But with, but not with God. All things are possible with God. The word possible in Greek stands for dinatos. This means being able, being powerful, being mighty and strong. See, there's two differences here. And Jesus is saying, you know what? Man can try to be saved by themselves and put the standard of what? Salvation is, and Jesus is saying, it is impossible to man to save himself. It is impossible for man to say, well, I, I want eternal life, but I don't want to get rid of so forth and so on. I want eternal life, and I'm being a good person. I'm obeying our commands. But, there's always that but, right? But. Big but. Dinotus, okay, what is possible with God, okay? See, man can try to save themselves and make things about themselves, but the thing is this. God is saying, hey, it ain't going to happen just with you yourself. There's nothing good in you. There's nothing right in you. Only good that there is is Jesus. Remember he said, what do you call me good? Excellent. There's only one that is good. That's me, God. 
So you can try to say I'm a good person. This young rich man was calling Jesus good teacher, good. Jesus, it's only one good. It's only one good. That's God. So don't go around and say, okay, I'm good. I'm a good person. Jesus said, hey, there's only one good. It's just God. Well, I didn't kill people. I didn't haven't done so forth. Hey, you have to let go of that was keeping you back from having eternity, from having a relationship with Jesus. And let go. Amen? What has God called you to do? Just think about that. I know most of us here know what God has called you to do. I know what God has called me to do. First thing he wants me to do is do my homework. Behind my schoolwork. I am, I am going back and forth with God about some things. Just, as, just like you guys. Okay? I'm not perfect. Okay? Thank God. I, God has told me to do my homework and I don't get it done. But God's grace, he's good, right? Oh, my goodness. Teachers have given me so much grace. And then, and I'm thankful for that. God has told me to, you know, pastor, bring forth the word to you, disciple. Okay? Now put it on you. What, God, what has God told you to do? Go to Bible college? Get in discipleship program? Or how about just get to know God the Father through Jesus Christ? And I know God's calling it, calls all people to know him. Because he came to give eternal life. It's only found through Jesus Christ. Not just saying, okay, I've heard of Jesus. I know who he is. But it's getting to know him. Amen? Now think about that. What is What has God called you to do? Okay, you got that in your mind already? Amen? Okay. You guys had a few seconds. Think about it. Now what you do, you do it. You get it done. Okay? You get the work done. If it's letting go of a relation, if it's letting go of a habit, if it's letting go of your pride or your ego, if just letting go of your laziness, procrastination, like myself, not doing my homework when I need to, do it. Get it done. Amen? You know, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Think about that. Remember how we started the, the message with uh, what do you live for? You know, living to be recognized, living to... Be a well-known business person, living to be a great Bible college student, you know. I know there are some people that are just entered Bible college, and a couple months ago they were probably just getting all excited and ready, and now that they're about to start Bible college, it's just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. All the things cross their mind or kind of, you know, a bump in the road gets because, you know, you know. sometimes what happens is that we don't want to let go of some things. Sometimes there's some things that like tells us, okay, I'm going to Bible college and become a full-time minister, but then some, there's something that's still in me that I, I just want to kind of 
do for myself, and I forgot about what I live for, and I won't live for myself. But Jesus says, hey, you know what? You can't live for yourself. You can't live for yourself. When you live for yourself, you'll wreck yourself. You'll mess things up. If you can put that song by Corey uh, Osborne, all for your, all, all is for your glory, as we close out in prayer. Amen. So this is the message tonight, okay? And think about this now, okay? If, as you heard the story of the rich young man, he had it all, but he still wanted to know how to inherit eternal life, and Jesus told him to get rid of everything. The same thing for you. you might not be rich. But there's some things that you're holding on to that Jesus is telling you, you know what, you got, you, you have to get rid of it. Can you put that up, please? Nice and loud. I want us to close our eyes and just begin to meditate. What am I living for? What am I really living for? What, what am, where am I investing my time on? I made up my mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna live for Jesus. That means I'm gonna be in His Word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be reading all that I can, doing a lot of reading. Reading is good for you. It's funny because I don't really like reading all that much, but it, God starts to give me a desire for it. Put that up a little louder, please. Come on, sing that together. All this for your glory. All this for your glory. All of my life for your glory. Come on, say it. All this for your glory, God. That which you're going to let go of so you can have eternal life. Once you find that comfort to open up the Bible and read it, that eternal life is beginning there. It's not just sitting in here. Once you begin to hear God speak to you, yep, eternal life is starting there. But remember... Remember that what you're living for right now is not getting you there. You got to get rid of some things. You have to let go of it now. 
Because God wants you to live for his glory. Some people, it might just be fears or insecurities. I can't live for God. I'm so messed up. I'm, I'm this and that. But God says, I made you for my glory. Come on, think about that. Are you, are you living, li really living, are you really living for what Christ died for? Come on, say, my God, my joy. All this for your glory. My life for your glory, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus, you are worthy. Catch me up in your story. All my life for your glory. Come on. The story of life. What are you living for? What is the story of your life? Is Jesus in that story? Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Uh, I, I prepare this message out of my own conviction. You know, there's times in my mind, things run through my mind, and, and I don't even catch myself until, until I see the response of, of an accountability brother and, and where, my, my, where I'm shifting to. There's times where I had a moment I was shifting out of 
out of what God told me to do. Just nothing, it wasn't sin, it was nothing, but it was just like my mind and my heart was somewhere else. It was not what God told me to do. And I told God, God, my life is for your glory. And what I want to live for is for you, Jesus. I don't want to live for money. I don't want to live for millions to make billions. No. I don't want that. I want Jesus. I want you to, in the same attitude of prayer, just think about heaven. If you remember reading the book of Revelation, just think about the time you read the book of Revelation. If you haven't read it, I encourage you to read it. 
Just think about heaven. How the book of Revelation describes heaven. The streets are made of gold. There is so much brightness, so much light. You're one with God. It's eternal. There's no tomorrow. There's nothing natural. It's all supernatural. There's no time. It's eternal. It's forever. Today you're here, and there's a tomorrow. There's an hour. It might be next year. God willing. You might have a life of 70 years or or 50 or 30 years. There's nothing more important. But to begin to get ready of that what is eternal. That's what Jesus said. Eternity is when you know the Father and the Son, Jesus. And if it's hard for you to even think about heaven, it's because you're, you're carnal. There's no spirituality in you anymore. You made it all about carnality in the flesh. Repent from it. Tell the Lord to forgive you. Turn from that. pray church lift your voice up to the Lord Lord God I just pray God God in my mind and my heart that it will always be focused on your kingdom on heaven that I will not think about today but I will think of that day the day where the days end but eternity begins but eternity has already begun it begins with Jesus Life is like a mist. It's here today, gone tomorrow. Come on, some of you got to take Jesus Christ serious.
Let's go, church. Press in. Keep praying. Keep reflecting on the word of God. That's what you're here. This is encounter. We name this ministry Encounter. For a reason. It's for those that come to encounter God. It's for you. It's for you to win. You're not here for man. You're not here for no one else. You're only here for the Lord. I don't need to hype no one up. It just shows how carnal people are. It takes somebody to hype somebody up. Make it all by the flesh. We need some more spiritual people in this house, Lord. Oh, God, we repent for being carnal and flesh. Lord God, I pray that we will be spiritual. God, that we will spend our times with our eyes closed more than anything, Lord. Our eyes are open all the time looking at the things of this world. But, Lord, it's better to last longer with eyes closed where we can find you, Jesus. Where we can hear you, Jesus. We can see a vision of you, oh God. begin to think about how you're going to live your life from now on. What are you going to live for now? Better live for Jesus Christ. That means better begin to focus that what is eternal. A temporal stuff is only blinding, entertaining, it's only, it's just like a mist. It's like here for a moment and leaves you. I'm telling you nothing better just to shut your eyes and talk to the Lord. Just tell him my life for your glory. And tell him I will live for you, Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus, and I want to know your word, Jesus. I want to do what you want me to do. I will give everything away for you, Jesus, to follow you, to be with you, Lord. I'm living for you. That is what it is living for, Jesus.
Jesus did say that he is the only way, truth, and the life. Anything else that you might call that I live a life like so forth and so on is counterfeit because Jesus is the only life. Jesus wants to make it about him tonight. Jesus is knocking at heart. He's might have been coming to church for a while. You might have been listening to the word, but saying you ain't spending time enough with me. Right now, you're, you, can, you have that privilege to spend time with them. If you're huffing and puffing, and you're just like, oh, well, I can't wait to get out of here. Pray for mercy. Because God is giving you an opportunity right now just to spend time with Him. Make it about your spiritual life. Come on. See, we should live life more like this. God, I said, this is how, just live your life. This is boring. <laughs> I am boring when you know Jesus, trust me. <laughs> you feel his peace. You feel his love. And he'll begin to speak to you. In flashes, you're thinking, is that me? But no, it's really him. Another flash. Yeah, that's really him speaking, saying, yeah, I want you to do that. Yeah, I want you to let go of that. Yeah, I want you to do this. Yeah, at that time, I want you to just, that time of the day and hour, yeah, open up that word and be with me. That's what I want you to live for. Eternity. You can be a successful business person and a great mother and father. And you can still do that. Be with him. Live life with Jesus. In communion with him and fellowship with him. Come on, I just feel his presence. I ain't shouting, I ain't jumping. I feel his love. Come on, I just feel everyone in here already. They're in tune.
It took a little while, but keep keep going. You are in tune to the Lord right now. And this is how you God wants you to spend more time on. Come on. See, that romance with God is what he wants. That intimacy, just like you're having right now with him. Sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Sometimes you just got to stay still and know that he is there. Hallelujah, Jesus. We bless you tonight, Lord God. We love you so much. God, I pray that we will make life about eternity. That we will live for you, Jesus Christ. Not what's temporary, not for the, for the things of this world, not for, not for man, not for our jobs. Oh, Lord, brother, we will not forget to be with you. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your grace. Hallelujah. We bless you. I bless you, God. I bless you. Hallelujah. If we can have some prayer workers come up. Do rapid fire. If you can have a 
group of people line up right here. I know you guys want to stay longer in that prayer time, huh? That feel good? That feel good to me. Amen, Lord. We thank you so much for who you are. We thank you for your mercy and your grace over our lives. Lord, and I, I thank you that your mercy extends even to those who've walked away from you. Father, we just lift up the backsliders to you tonight, Lord. And we pray that they would ask themselves this question, dear God, what are they living for? Tonight, that they would question their hearts, dear God, and they would come running back to you. I pray, dear God, that in this season, Lord, here at Metro Praise, that you, we would just have a sea of backsliders just coming back, dear God, just running back into your arms, ready to get connected, ready to get discipled, Lord to humble themselves before you, Lord God, and receive everything that you have for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory on high. God, I see so much sickness all these times, God. It, it, it just burdens my heart to know that people are suffering these things, God. You have healed me of many things, so I know that you are capable. Father, please bring healing to this, this daughter of theirs who's in the hospital with lung cancer, Father. Please, oh please, God, and beckon you. Just, just heal her now, God. Just, just use that as a testimony to to others that, that you are God, that you are powerful, that you will, you will do what you say you will do, God, and that it will bring others to you, God. I thank you for this in Jesus' name. Now I pray, Lord, for our evangelism teams that go out there, Lord, every time to evangelize, God. I pray, Lord, that your spirit will be with them, God, every time that they go out, Lord. You say that the, the, the those who bring the good news, their feet are beautiful to you, God. I pray that you will remind them of that, Lord, and that you will give them your Holy Spirit to guide them and lead them to wherever you say to go and preach, Lord, to, ever, to whoever you say to go and talk to, God. I pray, Lord, that we will just preach the good news with boldness, God, knowing that you will show up, God, and that you will save them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that many will come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you give them strength, Lord. I pray that they will just continue to just get in the word, Lord, and that you will speak to them, speak to them, Lord, and just prepare them, Lord, for every good work, God. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I pray right now, Lord, for the Metro Praise Churches around the world, Lord, even our church, Lord, that we will continue discipling here and around the world. I pray right now that they will use the strategy to connect, mentor, and send, that we will reach one to teach one so he can reach one, Lord. And I pray right now, Lord, that they will be God-fearing churches, God-fearing pastors. Let them be bold and not compromise the gospel, but let him be teaching them to obey all things in you, Lord. And I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus for a strong uh, desire discipleship and continued discipleship from now and on to all the churches that we have. India, Nepal, uh, Philippines, Nigeria, and America. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, we pray for 100,000 souls in the city of Chicago right now, Father God, 
and for 50 churches and 500 around the world, Father God. We pray for Chicago, Father God, for the 100,000 souls of many nations, Father God, represented here in this city, Father God, from north, south, east, and west, all the way down to the south suburbs, Father God, th every walks of life, every nationality, every age group, Father God, from the youngest to the oldest, Father God. We pray for that 100,000, Father God, to come to know you as Lord and Savior, Father God, to humble themselves before you, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father God, and be discipled, Father God, and to go out and make more disciples, Father God, to multiply for more, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, in advance for what you're going to do in Chicago, Father God, and may the whole revival and transformation take place here in Chicago, Father God, from every side of town, from different kinds, Father God, from the little village, Father God, to Pilsen, Father God, all the way down to Homewood, Illinois, Father God, all over this place, Father God, send revival to Chicago, Father God, and send revival all around the world, Father God. Lord Father God, we thank you, Jesus, in advance for the many nations that are represented out there, Father God. And we pray for more to come and join us. We pray for China, Father God. We pray, Father God, for Japan to join us, Father God. And we pray for many more nations, Father God, to come to know you as Lord and Savior. And for many more churches to come and join us, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for us all, Father God, here present to receive your, your word today, Father God. Thank you for what we receive, Lord. Today I pray for, for all ministries of Metro Praise, Lord Jesus. Lord, I lift them up to you, Father God. May they bear fruit, Lord Jesus. The children ministry, may they just be, be, be disciples um, and grow into to be mighty men of God and women of God, Lord Jesus. Lord, I just pray that they just grow, go and grow out and just be bold for you lord jesus i just pray that the outreaches lord jesus they just come come in full force lord jesus may they just plant, plant those seeds lord jesus in their hearts father god may they just bear fruit lord jesus i pray this in jesus name jesus god i just lift up the students god that are going back to school lord God, I pray that when they go back, God, they wouldn't fall back into sin, Lord God, that they wouldn't get distracted by the perversion, Lord God, by the things that are going on in the schools, Jesus. God, I pray that their eyes would be focused on you, Lord God, that they wouldn't care about anything else, Lord God. I pray that in the midst, God, of the schoolwork and all the things that, God, they might be busy with, Lord God, they would still have time for you, Lord God, that they would still have time to read their Bible, Lord God, and have devotions, Lord God, that they would not lose sight of you, Jesus, and everything that they've encountered in your presence and everything, Lord God. I pray that their eyes would be focused on you on all the times, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Lord God, do the, uh, do your work in the, in the students, Lord God, that are going back, Lord God, that they would go back full of your presence, Jesus, God, that they would be empowered, Lord God, that they wouldn't just go there just to learn about different stuff, God, but that they would go there to be a witness, Lord God, as you're, as you're, uh, as your witness, Lord God, as your, uh, oh man, God, that they would go there as Lord, as your ambassador, Lord God, in a dark world, Lord God, shining your light, Lord Jesus, God, that they would be the example in Jesus' name, amen. And Lord, we lift up the Rodriguez family to you, Lord, that's traveling right now, Lord, to drop off their son to college. We pray that you be with them. We come against every attack of the enemy, dear God just wanting to, to hurt them in any way, dear God, and we plead your blood over them. We pray that you protect them, Lord, and we pray that this would be a joyful occasion, dear God, and not a time of fear, Lord. In Jesus' name, be with them, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
God, we thank you for listening to our prayers, Lord. We thank you, God, that you're, that you're faithful, Lord, God, that you're, that you're there in the midst of all the people that were lifted up and all the, all the occasions that we, we lifted up to you, Lord, God. God, we love you so much. If we can finish up with holy huddles, I want us to just get in the circles of girls and girls and guys with guys. I want us to, uh, I want everybody just to go around in prayer. Those that want to pray, just pray. Whatever's in your heart, just pray. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Let your, let your heart lead you to whatever you want to pray for. Girls in one circle and guys in another circle. Amen. Lord God, I just pray as they pray right now, Lord. You release your anointing, Lord, to speak word of knowledge, word of prophecy, Lord. Father God, if there's anything that needs to be settled, Lord God, or anything that needs to be, Lord, confessed, or God, that it will happen in Jesus' name. Thank you for tonight, God. Bless the people, Lord. Bless everyone that came here, God. In Jesus' name, amen.